Hi, this is Javon Hunter. Hi, this is Chris Gaunt. Hi, this is Cliff Pike from Hibs TV. Hi, this is Tom McManus. And you're listening. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. The Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Listening to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. To Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Go on, the lads. What a moment this is. It's Liam Henderson to deliver. Strong opinion. I love the strong opinion. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Strong Opinion House podcast. Um, it's been a while since we've done one of these, but it's good to be back, especially after uh, pumping the sheep 6 now. So uh, I'm hosting tonight, Charlie, and I'm joined just by Calvin tonight. Jack's a bit busy, and Aidan's going to join us next week. So, Calvin, how are you doing, mate? I am doing fine, mate. It's nice to finally... Uh, get back involved. It feels a bit um, shameless coming back after a 6-0 win right enough, but uh, <laughs> nah, it's good to be back, just being busy in that way, personal life and things like that, so it's good to be back, mate, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about Hibs because I've just been just going around in circles with it lately, but we'll get in it. Aye. Well, tonight we're going to do just a wee sort of roundup of January, talk about... Um, the two derby defeats and our thoughts on Lee Johnson and then look at Saturday, obviously beating Aberdeen 6-0. Do we January transfer window roundup um, based on deals that are done just now? Look at the Ross County game and then talk about the women's put the women's stuff, because as you all know, we are the only podcast to do the women's football stuff on a weekly basis. So uh, aye, we'll do all that. So Calvin, we'll start with uh, the January thoughts then. So January's been a a pretty down month, um, best to say it that way. You know, lost lost two derbies to Hearts, both from the same scoreline. Um, obviously, beating Motherwell, drawing with Dundee United, and getting beat. Uh, sorry, beating Aberdeen six now. Um, so, if you uh, talk to me about January from your perspective, Calvin, what's it been like for you being a Hibs fan this month? Just based on our form. Before, before the World Cup, I, I I wouldn't say I was surprised. I think I am surprised to say that Lee Johnson is still on a job, even though he's just defeated um, Aberdeen 6-0. However, the Hearts game, the first Hearts game, I really struggled to think of a worse Hibs performance. And that was really difficult to say after coming off the back again, beat off Celtic 4-0. Um, I, ju- I just thought that the, the whole... The way that they approached the game at Tynecastle was just it was almost like we started and we were just waiting to go a goal behind before we 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 started playing. And I know a lot of folks said, "Oh, Hibs played well second half, played well second half." Like for me, it's no it's no good enough, and I, I I didn't accept that. And I think people who say, "Oh, Hibs played well second half, came we could have came back in here." Like I, I wish I was honestly wish I was could be as deluded as you, because for me, it's easy to play when you're getting beat 2-0. Yep. You've got nothing to lose. You're already beat two 0 doing it at Tynecastle. I mean. It's pathetic, and I thought I don't think anybody, maybe Bar McGeady that day when he came on at half time, I thought he was all right, but I don't think anyone was fit to wear the shirt that day. Um, imposters, I tweeted after it that done was received quite well. I think I put it something like, um, no direction, no guts, no determination, no leadership, or something like that. And that was how I felt. It was just a gutless performance, like, just genuinely didn't think anybody, they just rolled over, basically, in my opinion. Um, it was pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Um, I thought he should have went then. I thought Johnson yeah. honestly could have went then because I thought there's been no progress. And to put a team out like that at Tynecastle was brutal. Um, just starting, starting Will Fish at right back and then hooking him at half time. Being honest with you, I didn't even think he was the worst defender that day. Um, I think Rocky had a couple of howlers that day as well when he went to header it and then nutmegged him. That was really, it was really disappointing. It was just schoolboy errors all over the pitch. Um so after that first game I was feeling pretty depressed. Yeah. And then I think we moved on. Remind me who did we move on after that? Was it was it we, we, we beat Motherwell that Sunday, then we drew with Dundee United. Right. Mother Motherwell game I thought would have been a lot closer than it was. Obviously it ended up three two but uh, Kevin is but hat trick. It was good to see him back scoring, which is something we've we've lacked a lot. 
yeah. uh, recently has been able to someone to put the ball in the back of the net. So that was very good. I thought after that Derby defeat, for me personally, he had to beat Motherwell and he had to beat Dundee United at home. He had to beat yeah. both of them, in my opinion, in order to keep his job. He beat Motherwell. He never, he never beat Dundee United. He, I don't think we were ever in front against Dundee United either at home, which is disappointing, no. especially considering how close they were to the bottom of the league at the time. Yeah, I thought he could have went after that. I thought these players aren't playing for him. He can't get the best out of the players. And then we go into a derby at Easter Road, albeit, <clears throat> again, a lot of folks saying we were the better team. I still don't think, I, I don't think it matters. I don't think the stats matter. For no. me, there's too many people that, Maybe I'm just a wee bit, I don't know, maybe just not as educated as some other people when it comes to it. But to me, a lot of folk look at the stats and you, I, I've got them here. I mean, 56% possession, Hibs had 21 shots, Hearts had nine, uh, six shots on target each, Hearts scored three of them, we scored none. Like To me, possession, I'm no bothered. Number of Total number of shots we have, I'm no bothered. The only thing that matters to me is putting the ball in the back of the net. And the only stat that matters as far as I'm concerned is we got beat 3 0 again. I'm worried at the cup. I couldn't, I'm worried at the cup. I could not see a way back from after that. I thought, I cannot believe this guy's still on a job. I, I was waiting for Monday morning. I thought, Monday morning, nine o'clock, the tweet's going up, he's got to be out. But there was radio silence. Um, just couldn't believe it, eh? I mean, can I see him? You can't just be unlucky and play well and you say, oh, it was unlucky, we hit the post, we hit the post twice and all that, and if that had fallen in, it's a different thing. End of the day, we go beat 3-0, and that's the bottom line. It, it, it's poor again. It's embarrassing, especially in our own in our home stadium. Um, and especially, you're looking for, you know, being gubbed away to Tynecastle, you're looking for them to have some a wee bit between the teeth um, to try and have a wee bit fight about them, but I just couldn't see it, mate. And then, you look at the 6-0 victory against Aberdeen and you say, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not convinced by it. It's a great result. I mean, it's a fantastic result if you look at it in isolation. <laughs> but the recent runner results, I think there's still a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, so a lot of questions to be answered. I don't know if we are, um, if Aberdeen were just that bad. Did, they, well, did it all just click for Hibs on that day? Did it, because, like Johnson said a couple of times, he said in his post-match interview that um, it was only a matter of time until someone got a doing. And, we, mate, we've been saying that for years under Maloney, under yeah. Ross. It's got to click, it's got to click. Like, somebody's got to do someone a doing. And, like, to be fair, I think I've seen uh, Billy King of the North tweet it. Like, today was that day, the, the, um, Saturday or Sunday was that day. Like, we, we did give them a doing. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I don't know. I think we'll find out a lot about this team in the next run of games. Yeah. Uh, Ross County tomorrow. This is this. These are the games where our season is defined. Yeah. Um, Ross County away, St. Mirren away, away. Two tough places to go, mate. Kilmarnock at home. That's a game we never won earlier in the year. Um, we got beat one now, I think. That rugby park, I. That rugby park, I. So, uh, and then Livingston away. The following week, so the next month is for me, it has to be 12 points. It has to be. If if you're looking to, I don't know, make anything of the season, that has to be 12 points because the games after that, uh, we've got the old firm back to back. So there's, I don't know, it does allow us to sort of see what we're all about and then also like. If we win all four of those, it puts us pretty close to, well, providing results go our way to Hearts, maybe be six points, eight points clear in fourth. So, you know, it does it does allow us to <clears throat> potentially, like, solidify ourselves as as a fourth-place team, which is obviously you want to finish above Hearts, but if the fourth is the best we can finish this season, you know, after last season, I, I'm all right with that. But what's your... Uh, yeah. Sorry, on you go, mate. I just got to say, I think for the start of the season, I think I predicted six, um, yeah. or maybe even fifth, or it might have been seventh. So I'm not going to get carried away because I feel like I, I still think this team's got a lot of mistakes in it, and there's a yeah. lot of new bodies just through the door this last week. So I think that it might take them again a bit of time to gel. Um, but yeah, we have to start winning games that are winnable, especially teams yeah. around us in the league. 
Um, everything below us in the league, I think we should be beating your St Mirrens, your Motherwell's, Dundee United's, um, Ross County's, Kilmarnock's. They're, they're, even just for a club of our stature, like, you look at the resources we've got, you look at the money we've got compared to those clubs, you look at the training facilities, it's a mismatch. It should be a mismatch. Do you know what I mean? We should be pumping teams like that. Yeah. But uh, it's often our Achilles heel, mate. Aye, it definitely is. And I think um, looking at the games, you know, at the, at the start of the season, if we had, you know, Ross County away, St Mirren away, Kelly at home, Livingston at home, first four, that's that's games you're thinking, oh, we should be winning all of those. But, you know, we've seen how inconsistent we've been this season. I'm not actually entirely convinced we're going to win all four of them. I think we'll win at yeah. least... I think we'll win at least three of them. But mm-hmm. I think it's gonna they are they are tough games, you know. Every game in this league's a tough game. There's no Absolutely everyone's there are. on everyone's there on merit, you know, there's nobody that's probably shouldn't be in the league. So yeah. and the the league's the league's a lot harder this year, you know. People are taking points off everyone. So it's gonna be I think it's gonna be an interesting next couple of games. So after after Saturday, Calvin. We, what are what are your thoughts now on Lee Johnson? Do you think still think he should go, or do you think it's worth giving him time? Albeit a six 0 win in isolation makes it look all rosy, but the past month has maybe <clears throat> hasn't been the best. I mean, the, to be fair, the season as a whole hasn't been the best. I don't I don't know, mate. To be honest with you, I'm not one of the people that think we have to. Our hands are tied. I, I think I think if he loses, let's say he loses three of those next four games, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's say he loses away to Ross County and he loses away to St Mirren. <sighs> I mean, let's let's say he loses the next game as well. I think it's I think it's home to Kilmarnock. Yeah. Or even if he even if he gets two draws out of them and a win. Yeah. I mean that'll be that'll that'll be him had three three weeks to work with those group of players. Like for me, yeah. that's uh, that's not good enough. I think no if we you're no good enough. I think if we lose any of these next four games, the pitchforks go back out, don't they? I think games that I don't. I think we, even if we lose Ross County on Tuesday, the pitchforks are back out. I really do. I think so. I think um, these are the games where Johnson should be judged on. I think teams Absolutely. that we should teams we should be beating, like your Ross County. You know, there was a lot of people after they beat us in November, October at Easter Road. Mm-hmm. That was like that's them done, and. I mean, quite rightly as well, we were awful that night and you could tell that he wasn't getting a tune out of the players, but do you think do you think we can be do you think we can sack him or do you think they've let maybe learned their lesson from Maloney where they're willing to give him a wee bit more time? How do you how do you think, think the board are viewing this one? I think the board understand that if they sat Lee Johnson based on his performance, right, and the run results he's got, they cannot justify their own positions at the club. I'm talking yeah. about Ben Kinsell. You cannot justify him being the CEO because no. he's proven that he can't run the club efficiently. That'll yeah. be... It looks like he's got the Jack Ross sacking wrong, in my opinion, right? Based um, on based on the two after, I would agree. Based on the two... He's pointed Maloney. Now, fair enough. Well, he's not pointing Maloney. Gordon's pointing Maloney, right? Fair enough. Um, to say that Maloney was a risk, it's him to... Cl- at that time, were Hibs a club where you could take a risk? No. I mean, uh, you have to look at this. I mean, Maloney was one of the best young and up-and-coming coaches across Europe. Do you know what I mean? Um, really good football education in terms of the the Barcelona Institute was at. Something a bit different. Um, don't I think Maloney had a wee bit hard luck of it, to be honest with you, with losing Boyle straight away. Yeah. Um, and it was his first managerial job. I just don't think it was the right mix of things. And then um, Johnson as well, if, if, if they brought Johnson in. And we spoke to Gordon as well. And Gordon said that they done it. So this was a very extensive, extensive search for the right man. And they're, they're convinced he's the guy. Uh, after he's only meant to, what is it he said? He was only meant to spend an hour, an hour in a meeting with him or something. He ended up spending three hours with him. Yeah. Like, if he, if he appoints and says that he's the wrong guy, if he now turns around and says he's the wrong guy, you've got to start asking questions about their position as well. So I do feel like the board are too arrogant, perhaps, to to go about sacking them. Um, and to be honest with you, financially, don't think we can afford it. 
I th- I reckon we're still probably paying off Jack Ross or her maybe or maybe just finished paying off his package. I don't know. Um, I think he did sign a two-year deal just before he went. Um, and Maloney were probably still playing his wages as well. Could we really afford to have a third and then perhaps a fourth on the books? Um, and I also think now it could be the wrong time to sack him because I think Aberdeen are pretty much going to get pick of the bunch now, ain't they? They aye, Aberdeen sacking Goodwin which we'll come on to in a wee bit, it was definitely the wrong time for us, I think. Because, uh, you know, I'm I'm no I'm no convinced with Johnson at all, mate. I think I think there's a lot of people and I you know I'm I'm um I'm part of the problem as well where we beat Aberdeen six 0 and I said, well, we've got to finish fourth now. But we're yeah. no consistent we're not consistent enough. Um I think tactically he's inept. Obviously he got he got Saturday right with Guillaume is due. But he, he didn't have when he, to choose from for Saturday, though. So no, that no. Bit, uh, do you know what I mean? He didn't have a, he didn't have a plethora of players to choose from, so his hands were no. really tied a bit himself. So, and I, I think, know. I think as well, when he spoke to us in the other podcast and back in June, he said he was a manager that likes to bleed young players in, and it's taken him six months to get any of them a sniff of first team action. Now, albeit it worked because Josh O'Connor and Oscar McIntyre played really well on Saturday, I thought, but I was hoping for youth to be bled in a lot earlier than they were. And I think yeah. looking at the signings we've made, he's probably going to have to rely on them a lot more now because we've only brought two players in, mm-hmm. which which could be a good thing. He done well at he done well at Bristol City and Sunderland. Johnson will tell you bringing these young boys in, but I'm just not entirely convinced that he's the when the director of football comes in, which again. Ben Kinsella, I think, is playing a bit lip service here. I don't think... Aye, 100%. I don't think the director of football will want Johnson in the job unless we have, unless we finish fourth. But even then, we still got knocked out of both cups at first opportunity. And Johnson, will, Johnson historically, has been a manager that's done really well in cups. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm still not convinced. The jury's out. I think, if, I think if he wins his next four, mate, I think there'll be a lot more people buying back into him. Aye, there I will be, there will be. At this moment in time, I'm not entirely convinced. I think for me as well, in term in terms of Johnson, like he, he's no helped his own case. Like it's no. not the fact that the results are bad, it's the decision making, it's the decisions he makes. Like Hearts away, away to Hearts at Tyne Castle, right? He starts Harry McCurdy. To be fair, yeah. there was a lot of noise around that. A lot of folk wanted to see McCurdy start. It sometimes makes me think, like, do they just listen to the mass the masses? Sometimes yeah. I'm not sure that if there's the social media sort of side and the backlash they get on it has any influence on his team selection. But he starts McCurdy away, hooks him at half time, right? He also starts Wal Fish, Wal Fish's first ever start for Hibs away to Hearts, right? Tough place to go. Why not start him two weeks before at home against Livingston? Yeah, to bleed them in. Why then he hooks him the next game week, Wal Fish and um. McCurdy are hooked for the game away to Motherwell. Fair enough. We win 3-2, thanks to Kevin this bit. Um, then the next again week, he's got Walfish back in the team, at, starting at centre-back over, over Hanlon. Yeah. Um, and obviously, McCurdy's nowhere to be seen there either. He comes on at, um, he comes on as a substitute. So, before that Hearts game, the, the 3-0, he, he was in the media saying that, you know, they two had done enough to deserve a start in training and stuff like that. So they have one bad half of football, and to be fair, I didn't think the whole none of the team played well that first half away at Hearts. No. So how can he how can he hook just those two, and then put them in the squad again two weeks later? It's just like I'm I'm no convinced. And then again, the three 0 derby at Easter Road, he um he makes a sub when we're already two 0 down. I'm I'm not convinced with his tactics. I do, sometimes I don't think he's got a plan. Here. I mean, I was watching us away at Tyne Castle, and I says to the boy, I went me, I says, Ken, what's the plan here? What is the game plan? I, I can't work it out. I really can't. And you could see what Maloney was trying to do, but um, I don't I don't know what Johnson's trying to do. I, I'm no. still not I'm still not sure. I think no. I think it clicked on Saturday, but I, I, I don't know, mate. I, I'm I'm still. I'm sure he's still out. I think. Aye, I think it has to be. I don't think we. I don't think the board are going to rush a decision. I think they're going to give him time, which 
some fans are already wanting them out the door already, and that's everyone's entitled to their opinion on the matter. But I think we're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place because if we give him more time and it gets worse, then we're we're making it worse for ourselves. But yeah. if we sack him now, there's going to be this whole heads are a sacking club. Does any manager still want to come to Hibs? You know, as I don't I don't know how lucrative the job is if you're only getting six months. But aye, I guess we need to wait and see. So you mentioned Saturday there, Calvin. We'll quickly dive into each chat about Saturday. So what was your obviously beating Aberdeen six 0 our first time we scored more than five against Aberdeen in a very long time. Um and we went one better than the Hearts, so that was always nice. Um so what was your what was your take on Saturday, mate? How did you how do you think the team lineup was and sort of your thoughts on we'll go with first half, so uh, first. Um I didn't think there was much you could do to be honest with you in terms of I think I think the team pretty much picked itself in terms of what it had available to them. Obviously, I think Nisbet leaving him on the bench was the right decision. Yeah. Um, I think that I I think I, th- I just think I think everything clicked. It seemed like we were pretty direct. Um, it just seemed like we. I almost want to say I feel like the pressure was off in a way, and I feel like the pressure was off in a way for the players because. What what really was the expectation of them? I mean, it was a bit of a makeshift team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of absences. We just lost Porteous. We just lost. We thought we'd lost Nisbet. So I felt like there wasn't really any superstars in the team. Yeah. And I felt yeah. like it was just a bit like just go out and just just play. And I feel like yeah. they almost like they were enjoying themselves a bit. Um. And I think they knew Aberdeen were poor as well. And I think ah. um I think getting the first goal helped us anyway. Massively. I think um I think getting getting the first goal and getting our noses in front certainly helped us and uh, perhaps made us feel a bit more relaxed and things like that. But no, I mean Saturday was pretty much a perfect performance in terms. I don't think you could ask for any anything more. No. Um what was your sort of thoughts to me? I I thought I thought Hibs were good, but I also think Aberdeen were worse. It's like a, I think it was yeah. a case of Aberdeen were just bad and we took advantage of it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think Hibs played overly well for large parts of the game. I think we we scored when we needed to score. I think we controlled the game, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like that performance against Levy where I was like, we've actually played really well today. But mm-hmm. obviously, I was delighted with the score. You know, uh, you can't you know be unhappy with a six and a win. Although I've seen people on Twitter are are saying that ah, oh, it's just because Aberdeen were bad now that we won, but. Um, I thought Josh Campbell um, took his hat trick really well. I think um, I don't know, mate. I think he's proven a lot of people wrong. I think he's he's obviously now our top goal scorer this season if Nisbet goes. So that uh, and we've been crying out for a midfielder to score for a long time. Um, yeah, I think Yuan had his best game in a Hibs top. Took his goal really well. I think he's been missing that. Uh, mm-hmm. McCurdy, fantastic all game until he got subbed. Um, McGeady's a class above me uh, um, he, he's fantastic he just controls the game when he gets the ball he's actively looking to go past players and get balls in the box um, and really it was a, it was a, as you see me it was a, almost a perfect performance I think the one thing I wanted to see was McCurdy to score but other than yeah. that I think um, I he worked his socks off though he did he did he was, very, he was chasing down every ball I still think he needs to be a bit more um, cautious on the ball, maybe pass it a bit more. But other mm-hmm. than that, I think um, thought it was great, mate. I think um, it was positive. You know, I think it was positive signs, and I think if we can take that into the next four games, as we mentioned, I think we'll be all right, and I think we'll win at least. I think we'll we'll get our best shot to win all of them, but I think we'll win at least three of them. Yeah, I think it, I think it's kind of the monkey off the back a wee bit as well. I know we've obviously beat. Um... I know we've obviously beat Motherwell as well, but I think yeah. that will just ease the pressure for them quite a bit. Yeah. And um, I think it might allow them to relax a wee bit. And it's beneficial as well because they know they've got that in them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they know they can pull a result like that and they know they've got goals in the team now. So no jumping to anything, but I think that it's um, certainly done them the world of good. And... I'm not sure they necessarily deserve deserve the praise yet, but it'll uh, it'll come. But I also feel like I feel like walking on eggshells here because Hibs Twitter will go go mad and say I dare came up talking about. But Josh Campbell's done well. 
the last couple of weeks, I must admit, I thought that Josh Campbell was just the best of a bad bunch. Um, perhaps I am wrong, and perhaps, you know, he is coming on to a game. Um, but I, I would have said that last couple of weeks, I was thinking he's, he's, he's just the best of a bad bunch. Um, I also thought the same with Bashiri. I know everybody was saying, oh, Bashiri's class, like he's most improved in that, but when the going gets tough and you really need these boys to step up, like at Tyne Castle and that, like, it never happens, mate. Never ah, happens, I think, I think I'm still they, a bit suspect over a lot of them. Yeah, I think Josh Campbell's growing in confidence, which is good to see. I think when, as I said on the, the Tear Maker episode, when when Josh is confident, he's a very good player to watch. When he's lacking in confidence, he just he shies away. But I think mm-hmm. I think if he if he can take confidence for the hat trick and start providing a few more goals, that you know, there's there's no stopping where we could finish. You know, I think we are nine points behind Hearts now, mate. But I think if we can find form, then they can drop points. There's no reason why we can't push them for third. I know it's a big uh, ask. It's I don't think ask. I don't. I don't think we'll push them for third because I think I think our heads to heads they'll beat us. I think I, to be honest with you, I think Hearts. I I think Hearts are light years ahead of us. I do. I think I think I think the gap is massive, and I think that I think they're a far better team, mate. Yeah. I think their recruit. I think their recruitment is spot on. I think the way they the way they play and the way they manage the game against Hibs is spot on as well. I mean, a lot of focus saying Hibs had a lot of the ball and Hearts were on the back foot. I think that suits Hearts. They can just soak up all that pressure. Yeah. Hey, we can't. We 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 fold. We yeah. do. We fold. We've no got it in us. We are. We are the second best team in Edinburgh at this moment in time. To be honest with you, there's no two ways about it. We are. We are certainly um, the second best team in. For me, their their experience in their team as well, like Snodgrass and that, is is different gravy. He's absolutely just caveat. He's just the way, the way he commands the team, the way he speaks all the time, talking all the time, and their their, their substitutes is a big one as well. Like who they bring off the bench, that boy Humphreys they bring off the bench as as it keeps the. I feel like when Hibs make a sub, the the general the standard of the play of, of the overall squad goes down. Yeah. When we make a sub, I think when Hearts make a sub, I think the standard um, remains the same. The quality remains the same. Like bringing Alan Forrest off the bench, do you know what I mean? I think I think that's um, I think I think I just think they're I think third place is theirs. I think yeah. we could make it interesting over the next couple of weeks if we were able to pick up um these 12 points because as i said we're away to ross county tomorrow and i think they had a way to rangers or they're they at home to rangers they're at home home on wednesday do you know what i mean so that's um that's going to be tough and that that, yeah. that could make it six points and if you look at this this way if that that brings the back the gap back to six points i mean hearts fans are going on like can they won the champions league they're going on like they're this is the best season they've ever had and um, if this is the best season they've ever had, and it's one of our worst ever seasons, and you know, come January, there's only six points between us. I don't know if that says more about the league than it does either team. Um, yeah. But I, it's interesting, mate. It's. Do you get what do you think about what I'm saying? I, yeah. I think, I think they they are better than us in every area of the park. Um, off the park as well, they've got everything right. Um, it shows you though that Ben Cancel said that we didn't need a director of football, and they've got a director of football, and it just shows you how much better than us they are in that department, because the signings are right. bringing in are, are good players, um, and it's a that's the reason why they're nine points good in third just now is because they brought in players that add quality to the pitch, and aren't just a quantitative number. Um, but you know, I think if we can bring the gap down to six points and they lose to Rangers. It does make it interesting because they'll they will not want to go below us on the table, and it means yeah. that they'll have they'll have to up their game, and we have to up our game as well. You know, we can't just coast to a fourth. We want to, we want to be comfortable in fourth if we're going to finish there. You know, um, absolutely. And I think that I think I think that would really drive the season ticket sales back up as well because a lot of, a lot of folk are feeling disconnected for the club at the moment. I think if they yeah. could get fourth. And I think this next stretch of games is vital in terms of where we're going to end up come the end of the season because there's a few more challenging games towards the end. We have to play Hearts, Celtic Rangers and uh, Aberdeen again. So these next four, I think we've got Dundee United and Motherwell in there as well. I think these next four are pivotal in terms of where we're going to end up. And, um, 
for me, we really need to build points. And that's such a big incentive as well. And we'll really find out what this team's made of. That's a massive incentive to say, right, let's go get these next four wins and then have a look at where we are. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we've took a hell of a beating off of the media and our own fans and everything, and rightly so. But hopefully um, hopefully this will spur them on and you know, certainly make things interesting, mate. Yeah, well, last thing on the... The game on Saturday, mate, before we move on to looking at the window, what was your thoughts on Josh O'Connor and Oscar McIntyre getting bled in a wee bit? Um, brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I, um, I got to, down to watch the watch them against the under-18s against Hearts, the reserves, and there's good. There's a lot of good players in there, mate. There's a lot of really good players in that team, and I know some mm. of the other um, podcasts as well of talk about Megwa, um and these types of players. So I think that the quality is definitely there. And I, I don't see why not. Like I'd rather invest in I'd rather invest in some of our academy players. Like yeah. I know it's all great like bringing folk like Melkerson and that across because I, I do think that boy's a talent. But gay guys like Joseph Connor and that a game. Otherwise there's no incentive. We lost one of the who was the boy we lost to Rangers? We lost him. It was a young boy that used to play in the oh, same yeah, team yeah. as um, Connor Young. Connor Young, I can when I when I I've seen I've seen them play a few times. I thought Connor Young was a great player. Okay, we we've lost him to Rangers. Like, um, I just feel like we're losing players like that because we're not really giving them a chance. We're not really bleeding them into the into the squad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think players would probably be more likely to stay at Hibs because you're more like let's be honest, you're more likely to break through at Hibs than you are at Rangers. Yeah. Um. So, but no, I think when they both came on as well, I thought definitely a penalty for O'Connor. I think he used his Aye. body really well. Uh, a bit Did, of a shame we never got to take it, to be honest. I know, I, I was, take it. I was I hoping that. Jim Goodwin was probably in his car thinking, oh, he's, he's headlock Liam Scales, it's never a penalty, he's a big cheater, whatever you call it, just, but uh, ultimately uh, it doesn't matter anymore because he got the sack straight after the game and it could not have happened to a nice young guy. How did you but, feel about him getting sacked? I thought it was hilarious, mate. Um, did you? you know, he, uh, he's... Yeah, you think he's an awful manager. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see the appeal with him at all. Um, well, because there was a lot of shouts for him. Uh, I think it was just after Jack Ross had left for him to come in at Hibs, and yeah, I don't know. I think he, I, I didn't think he, I didn't think he's that bad manager. He can't be as, it can't be as bad as that spell at Aberdeen has shown. No, um, but I just think that it's difficult. I think when you take managers from teams like. Like St Mirren and perhaps I'd maybe say the same with Martin Dale. Like St Mirren and Livingston, they play a very specific type of football. For example, like eleven men behind the ball. Do you know what I mean? It's not like fast flowing free football, like attacking football, like teams like Hibs, Hearts, and Aberdeen want. Yeah. And then you think the majority of Aberdeen fans would have bought into that style, like his sort of style, because he was known for sort of grinding results out and being hard to yeah. beat. Um, but no, nah, I don't know. But then Aber- Aber- Aberdeen had that with McInnes for like ten years. So that's what that's what wins up here, though. I know, but then again, if you lose, to, if you lose in the cup to Darville, you, you didn't deserve to be a manager at Aberdeen. Like you should have went, you no. should have went before the weekend. But ultimately, this is a Hibs podcast, so no one Aberdeen one, so I didn't really care what's happening at their club, um, other than when we played them. So let's move on to the January transfer window, Calvin. It's been a it's been a pretty straight. It's been a strange one, for lack of a better phrase. Um, we'll start with we'll start with those that have left the club, and we'll talk a wee bit about them. Uh, some of them with no real thoughts on because they've never played for Hibs before. But so leaving the club, we had Ryan Porteous, who's went to Watford, Melkerson, who's went to Sparta Rotterdam, Kevin Dabrowski and Jack Bryden both went to Queen of the South. Dimitri Mitchell, who's went to Exeter, if I'm right. Uh, no. Noan Kenna went to Ross County on loan. Stevie Bradley went to Livingston. Joao Balde has went to Arbroath. Bojang is, uh, went back to the Gambia and spat the dummy out. And Ryan Schofield's been released by released by the club and recalled by Huddersfield. So is there any in there that were a surprise to you, Calvin? Obviously, Bojang, we knew, was leaving before the window. We had a feeling that Dimitri Mitchell was leaving. Porteous probably was leaving. So out of the rest of them, and obviously Stephen Bradley left before the window, 
how the rest of them is there any there that are a big surprise for you or are you sort of expecting those were the players that were going to leave um, I thought Melkerson was a bit of a surprise I was really surprised to see that he was one of the ones that moved on because again I think the lad is a player I think I think there's a player in there I think he I think his movement's good when he comes on he was getting a few sub appearances as well and especially the deal that they, the deal that they've sort of struck up with that spot at Rotterdam as well like, they've never got to pay a million pound for him no. I get that but I don't think I think it undermines everything that Hibs are trying to do, or Ben Kensell and that we're trying to do by bringing in these like uh, tapping into these markets that were like untapped, like no one was going to like Norway and that, and try to find a gem, um, Gambia and try to find a gem, things like that. Like uh, I think it really undermines that sort of that sort of route that they took, and I feel like Melkerson showed signs that he had quality. And that he can do it in this league, like his goals to Motherwell away. I felt really sorry for him last year because I thought he got chucked in the deep end, yeah. especially with the, the injuries and stuff that we had. And he was leading the line at like 19 year old. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he wasn't getting the service either. And Nisbet struggled with that service we were getting for the midfield last year. So I felt a bit sorry for him. Um, and especially the fact we put, went and spent 320 grand on him. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think the number is and. Especially that one was linked up because um, Ben Kensale's pal Greg, they worked, um, I can't remember the boy's second name, but he's some sort of um, youth development coach or something like that, Bodo Glimp. The two yep. of them were at Norwich together. And um, that was over that. Melkerson and Hauga deal obviously came through that connection. So yep. from it moved someone on so quickly that, you know, he was really excited to get, just made me a question like, mate, do you know what you're doing? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, where, where, where are you taking our club? Um, that surprised me. I think... I don't think there was many other surprises in there, mate, to be honest with you. Um, I think one of the biggest surprises, to be honest with you, was the fact that the amount of players that weren't in the starting 11 that needed... I think there's a lot of players in the starting 11 that needed to go. Aye. Aye. All, of these, all of these guys weren't even in around the team. So I yep. don't know how I don't know how getting rid of these guys. I mean, does it just mean that you've got a smaller group that can focus on the task in hand? I mean, were these some of these guys a distraction? Like, I guess um, it I guess it frees up more money for wages. But you're right though. Like Jack Bryden was probably never going to play for Hibs. We had four keepers on the books, so Dubrovsky and Schofield probably both needed to go and bring through Murray Johnson. But like. The biggest one for me was why why bring Noah and Kena in and big him up so much then let him go six months later. Like we're talked uh, about him. Like John, when we spoke when we spoke to Johnson, he was like, Oh, Noah and Kena is what this club's been missing. He's gonna be a great player for us. And then drops him after nine games or something. Like what well, I didn't understand it. And they also say he also said in one of the interviews that the reason he was playing Porteous and Kenner's role was because Kenner had never played fifteen games in midfield. So well, well why did you sign him then? I know. I'm not really that asked about Kenner, to be honest with you. Like, I can, he's saying, oh, somebody hacked my Twitter and that. Like, I don't believe that, mate. There's nobody hacking your Twitter. Like, you know, <laughs> you know that I'm that, do you know what I mean? Folk go and try and hack, like, Donald Trump's Twitter or Obama's Twitter, that nobody's trying to hack your Twitter. So, no. for him, liking those two hearts, hearts tweets, I think he's at it. Like, yeah. I think he was just, I think he was just bitter, to be honest with you, and thought, get up, you should go beat, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And trying to prove a point that maybe he could have been the difference. So, Nah, bad attitude for me. Not bothered. Aye, well, I think Johnson said he wanted at least 10 out the door, so he's got nine out so far. Is there anyone sort of looking at the squad just now that you're like, aye, he'll probably leave before the window, or do you think that's us done with the outgoings? I think... Um, it's difficult because quite a lot of these guys are on, like, proper contracts, do you know what I mean? None of them are, like... Um, short term. I didn't know if Cabaraya was going to perhaps leave. There's been a lot of rumors mm. about him. I didn't even know if Lu- I didn't even know until the weekend that Lewis Miller was still alive. <laughs> um and then you've got for me Doyle Hayes. I I have seen a lot of people on Twitter saying that Doyle Hayes should be in the starting eleven and that he's a good player. I I don't know what if I'm watching a different game or what, but I think when he first came in under Jack Ross and we played that team in um, the Europa League at home he was good. Um, but for me, though I don't fancy him at all, like don't no. think he's a good player at all. I really don't. I think he can only pass backwards and sideways. Um, 
his decision making, leadership skills. No, I don't don't think he's good enough, mate. Personally, I really don't. Yeah. He's got uh, two, two goals, and I've said at the time that I've papered over the cracks. Um, then I think he's good. Especially when he was linked before the screen and that, mate. Wasn't he bothered if he stayed there gold? Yeah. I think if there's one player in the squad that I would like to see leave before the end of the window, it's Ewan Henderson. I think... Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I tipped him to be our player of the season this year right at the start, but obviously that hasn't worked. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think he lacks the desire. I think he lacks the heart. I mean, there's definitely signs of a talented player there, but... I just think he'd be better served elsewhere. Probably end up at Millwall with Maloney, I would imagine. Um, but I, I think if anyone, uh, yeah. if, if anyone's going to go, it'll be him, I would say. Um, so let's do a wee flip down. Let's look at the incomings, mate. We've only had two, so this shouldn't take too long. But um, last week we brought in James Jago uh, from some Belgian team. Upin, that's the one. My memory works. Um what have you thought of Jimmy so far, mate? I thought it was quite harsh to sort of judge him off the Hearts game there. Um, tough game, tough game is um, sort of be introduced into. So I don't know how you could really say much. I didn't think it was a type of player we particularly needed. I think in the midfield we need a creative midfielder. Yeah. Like I hate to say it, but like Scott Allen, that type of midfielder, one that one that can pass the ball forward and sort of unlock defences and link up with the strikers. Yeah, I think that's the type of midfielder for me that we're missing. Um, he, similar style to McGeoch or Fraser Fivey, you know, um, good on the ball, forward thinking, um, attacking. Um, I think we needed that type of midfielder. And I think Diego is a wee bit more of a hard man. Um, quite similar to perhaps Marvin Bartley or quite similar to Kenna, who have just let go. Yeah. Um, seems to be able just to break up play and get the ball back, which is fair enough. But I've seen him diving in a few tackles against Aberdeen and I, I thought he looked all right. Um, no much to go by in terms of um, minutes played in the hip shirt that we can really judge him on, but hadn't heard, hadn't heard of him before. I didn't even hear any of the rumours or murmurs about him coming in. So the fact that he's been able to is... Um, and I don't know. I don't know what you think. I'm a daddy anything about the guy, to be honest with you. I, I think he's a good player. I think um, from what I've seen, obviously the, the Hearts games, you can't really judge him on that. Um, I've seen a few people saying that he should never play for Ibs again after the Hearts game, and you can't <laughs> say that. You can't yeah. say that. Um, yes. But no, I think I think on Saturday against Aberdeen, he looked really good. I think um, he does he does what we need a defensive midfielder to do. I don't think he's the type of player that will ping a 40-yard pass when he gets the ball. I think he'll keep it nice and easy. I think play some nice pass in, I think. There was one pass where he tried to control it and he just pinged it outside the out, out the stand. So I would hope he hasn't doesn't he do many more of them. But I think he he won the ball every I think every time he went in for the ball he won it. Um, might be wrong on that. I might need to look at the stats, but uh, I think there's a player there. I think he'll help us in this half of the season to just get as high in the league as we can. I hope. Um, and the other boy. That we signed today for Burnley, Egan, CJ Egan Riley. I think that's a it's more of a left field one. I think um, I don't know. I've only seen him play a couple of times, and what from what I've seen, he looks all right. But obviously, he's only played six games this season for Burnley, so there's must there's a reason why he's he's here on loan. I think he's probably fell down the pecking order at Burnley. Obviously, Burnley have got some good centre half, so I think I think it's. You know, we'll see what he's like, but I think it's it's a good move for us. I think getting a player from the championship that's a centre half, you know, we've been the last one we brought in didn't work out well in Nathan Wood, but I'm hoping this one's a wee bit better. Mm-hmm. We were chatting earlier, Calvin, you said you've never heard of him, so what are you no, saying? No, I've never heard of the guy, eh? don't know anything what, about him. So. What are you are you hoping he plays for the rest of the season or are you hoping he, that he's more of a squad option or um I think um how old is he? Is he twenty? Did I do twenty-five somewhere, or is that wrong? No, uh, he's only twenty. You're right. He's only twenty. Well, I mean, his age is with all fish. So I thought, yeah. in terms of tomorrow night, I don't think you can make any changes to that team. No, you can't. That team that went ahead and and beat um, Aberdeen six. No, I think you got to go with the same eleven. There's yeah. no reason to change it. So I don't think he slots in tomorrow. And I think he said in his interview earlier that he, he's not really expecting to play. He's ready to go. 
But I don't yeah. think he's expected to play tomorrow either, unless there's an injury or someone's not well. Um, but Bashiri's out. Who have we got? We've got Fish and we've got Hanlon. Fish and Hanlon, um, that's it. I think I think it would perhaps do. It'll probably it'll probably just be a rotation between the three of them. Eh? Imagine yeah. it'll be Fish and Hanlon tomorrow, and then I think Paul's carrying an injury as well at this time. Um, well, hopefully, so, hopefully we bring bring another one in as well. But listen, if he can get the ball doing, if he can do the basics right, then be fine for me. Like just. I don't know, mate. I don't. I. I. I need to see him play. I, I didn't really follow the championship football with that. Um. Really, really at all. So I, I never came across him before. Yeah. Aye. Well, I think. Are you happy with if this is how the window finishes with just two players in in January, or are you wanting to see us be add one or two more? Obviously, Justin no. said he wanted two quality ones. So, and I think we've got one of them yeah. so far. Without seeing e, uh, CJ play so far. Well, we said, me and you had a wee debate on Twitter the other week. Um, you said Hibs had any, Hibs had any, was two week, a week in or something, Hibs hadn't signed anyone. And I said, well, do you know what? I'm actually all right with that because I thought it was important that we took our time and we got the right folk. Yeah. We identified the right people and we got the right people in. Uh, because this, in terms of say, having a decent end to the season, this needs to be a good window for us. And it's also right. one of the one of the windows that's going to potentially save his job. Yeah. Um, so we can't just bring in anybody. I, I was quite happy for them to take them take their time and identify the right sign-ins. Um, but one one thing I did say to you is that I didn't think we can get to deadline day and be try to be uh, scurry some signings all, over the line on deadline day. It has to be done earlier than that. So if that's the two we've got, if someone else comes in tonight, perfect. I didn't want anyone else in tomorrow night. I didn't want us to be. Um, Last coming back, signing. coming back on the bus nah, to England. Nah, I want. I, I want if there's anyone else coming in, I'd like them done tonight. And then I think we just go with what we've got, and I think yeah. we, we start to gel together. And and like I said, just that starting eleven kind of change it for me. It's got to be the same. No, I think so. I think so. I, I mean, the only change I would make is bring Nisbet back in. But who for? I think my Don't even know if well. back in. You know and... that, but who do you drop? Do you drop McGeady? I mean, McCurdy played really well at the weekend there. I mean, McCurdy's going to be here. He he's going to be here long term. I mean, this bit will probably go, um, in, in the, the summer. summer if, uh, so do you do you, do you stick with him or do you try and bleed McCurdy in more? Like I'm, no sure. But I, I definitely think if McCurdy's sticking around and he's our long term plan, he has to be involved for me anyway. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. And I don't I, think twenty minutes. I don't think twenty minutes of games enough. No, I think he got. I think he got seventy five on Saturday. And he, played, he did on Saturday, but when they bring him off the bench, you usually only get ten twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, he definitely needs more air on the team before people can actually say, "Oh, he's a good player" or "he's not very good." Because you can't say after seeing him five games for ten minutes, "Oh, he's rubbish." Because you know, I didn't think the impact the game. He's had ten minutes, but ten minutes is not enough football. So uh, I seen, I seen. Well, you, you can judge folk because I seen, uh, I seen uh, Mitchell or something. I don't ever played seventy minutes for Hibs. Like Jesus, <laughs> he was he, he was awful. Not bad attitude, uh, mate. Not bad attitude. Well, um, before we before we move on to the women's one, mate, big game. To, well, big game tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm going up to Dingwall. Um, be a, I'll, be, a long, I'll, be <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a long day. Um, Bus is leaving at two o'clock, and I imagine we'll get back at two o'clock, maybe a wee bit earlier. But aye, no looking forward to the journey at all. Um, looking forward to the game, but no looking forward to getting there or getting home. So, what would you think? Obviously, we both agree that we need to keep the same team, but what do you think the score will be? Because I think Ross County are in decent, are decent form, are they? They obviously won on Saturday. They, they're they're just... near the bottom of the league. They got a good result on Saturday against teams that were also at the bottom of the league. I think it was Kelly they beat two 0 and they, um, they signed they signed Damon They signed Damon Brophy on loan. Obviously, Kenna can he play, yeah. which might he- might help us because Kenna got two assists on Saturday. But hey, what do you think? What do you think the score will be, mate? Because I, I think I'm confident. I think 0-1-3-1. I've got to go two one Hibs. Two one. I think I think the points will come back down the road. No, I think I'll go two 0 I think we'll keep another clean sheet. Um, ah, that would be that would be massive for confidence for Marshall. I feel like I just feel like the, the, they've got to get a wee pick me up for that, a wee bounce for that, and I'm I'm expecting them to go. I mean, they've won, uh, they've won one in the last five, so 
He's yep. only won five games all year. Do you know what I mean? So I think that I think that uh, it's, a t- it's a tough place to go. It's always a tough place to go. Yeah. But I think we should definitely, especially what we talked about earlier with the incentive of uh, uh, taking twelve points from the next four games and where that yeah. would put us in terms of uh, in terms of the um, the league come the end of the season. I think it's a it's a must. It's not a must win, but I think it would be beneficial if we could win it. Obviously. <laughs> Um, but no, I think um, I think they've had a pretty poor season. Um, by all means, they've lost. They've lost. You know, well, the majority of their games have only won one five, drawn five. I think they've lost thirteen. Yeah. Um, no bad. They've beaten teams around them like Kilmarnock. Um, they beat us, and they beat us a few weeks ago, mind. I I draw I draw with Motherwell and things like that as well. Um, but no, I think we should have enough to beat them. Uh, and I'd be expecting us to. So, aye, I'll say 2 0 Hibs. I think it'll be hopefully a corner turn, but we'll wait and see. Aye. Who, who's scoring the goals? Nisbet and Nisbet and Nisbet and McGeady. I'm going to say, Ellie Yuan, I'll continue his, good, his scoring. Uh, form, I think he'll score tomorrow. I think uh, I'd like what I'd like to see Paul Hanlon score. Just because uh, I think if I think if defenders can start running goals to their games, well, uh, will be that's every position in the park can see contributing towards goals. I'd like to see a defender score, and if it's Paul Hanlon, great. If it's Wilfish, great. If it's Chabria or Stevenson, or if it's Cadden, ideal. But I'd like to see Paul score, uh, and I'd also like to see McCurdy get a goal. And then who cares who scores for them? It'll probably be Brophy if it's going to be anyone. But so that brings us nicely uh, towards the end of the men's stuff. And uh, we'll just have a wee maybe five, ten minute chat with the women to close us off. So obviously, we've been been on YouTube a lot. So we've been able to be watched more often and covered. You've been able to watch um, all the games on YouTube. And I've been a few of them. And we've both watched the part of Crystal game on YouTube yesterday. So What's what's been your overall thoughts on the women's team recently? Obviously, a, a disappointing loss to Spartans last week, but other than that, we've been we've been in good form. I think you know we beat the teams that maybe been a struggle to beat earlier in the season, like Motherwell beat us earlier. We beat them two 0 Spartans is never easy. We obviously beat them in the cup, but then lost them in the league. And then Partick Thistle, I can't mind the last time we put more than two goals past Partick. So that was that was obviously very good to win four 0 but. What's your sort of overall take on the women's team just now? Um, to be honest with you, I think that I've probably been a wee bit underwhelmed. Not that I've obviously not been able to attend as many games as you've had, but like when we had Dean on the when we had Dean on the podcast, leading up to the derby, and he said that one thing I didn't anticipate was that the standard of the league would catch up with us. So I I thought and I and I, I kind of said it in the preseason um in the preseason preview sorry in the season preview I said that you know I think we'll finish fourth and I think that's where we'll finish I think we'll be we're a lot better than a lot of the teams below us and we're a lot and you know there's obviously a bit of a gap between the teams above us um I didn't think Hearts would do as well as they have no me too me too well uh, and they they you know they're they're five points ahead of us in fourth place um that's disappointing for me. Um, but no, the matches, um, like you said, they've had some really good results. Obviously, when I saw us play Partick Thistle, that was when me and Jack went to the hospitality yep. earlier at Middlebank. I thought Partick Thistle were good. I thought Partick Thistle were, were they were they were a good. They played well. They were quite stuffy. Uh, they defended well. They were tough to beat. They were tough to break down. Um, they defended them in packs as well. And I'm really surprised we were able to carve them open and score four goals because I yeah. actually thought they went a half, a half bad side. Um, fortunate to get beat two one off with Spartans, um, two 0 against Motherwell, three 0 against Spartans, four one against Dundee United before that. Um, all fantastic results, especially coming off the back of that defeat. Um, yeah. in the cup, you know, the girls have been able to pick themselves up, but uh, certainly a lot of firepower going forward in terms of the amount of goals we're scoring. Yep. Uh, which is really good. Um, so I think it's been a transition season for us. I think yep. they're, they're still in transition. I think some of the signings that Dean had made um, 
were good. Uh, that was Frida. Am, am I right in saying? Um, I always get her mixed up for some reason with Crystal Thomas. I don't know why, because their names are nothing like each other. But when she came in, she she done really well having a run in the team and that. And obviously, she's went back to Cyprus, uh, I believe. Um, Aye, so that was really Playing for her old team, Apollon, I think. But other people have been able to step up and contribute with goals as well. So I think that uh, it hasn't taken, had too much of a defect on the team, which has been really yeah. good. So what's your sort of thoughts that make? Because you and Jack are a lot more educated uh, than I am when it comes to the women's team. But I think, um, cut them a bit of slack. I think, like we said, it's their sort of transition season. Um, first first season full time. Um, yeah. And, you know, well, I think one of the best things, one of the biggest success stories has been for the team this year is the fact the amount of fans in, in the stadium. Um, but you, you you tell me more about it, mate, because the listeners will be able to get a wee bit more insight for you. No, listen, this is obviously my first season following them full time. You know, I've been to every home game except the Partick one because I was, I think I was away that night, so I missed that one. Uh, been to the final and been to Motherwell away. So, you know, I've, I've been, been to virtually all the home games and, you know, a couple of away games this season. And I think, I think the league table is, is putting us lower than where I think we should be. I think we are probably the fourth best team in the country just now. Um, obviously, that we've lost some, we've lost six games this season. Now, the Celtic one at the start of the season, we lost that 9-0 because, you know, new team, COVID issues, what have you. you know, we lost to Glasgow City twice. That's no great. We've lost the Rangers and we've lost the Motherwell. And I think that's it. I don't think we've lost anyone else. So obviously we're beating the teams that we should be beating. You know, we've only drawn three games this season where we probably should have won them all, if I'm honest. Um, so maybe the Hearts one's probably exception to that. I think that 1-1 was probably a fair result. So like you say, mate, I think it's a transition season. Uh, we've got, a, you know, we've got a chance to get another good win on Sunday, you know, we're playing Glasgow women who sit bottom of the league with a minus 77 goal difference. Lost all 15 games. And I would hope that we can, you know, put some pressure on Hearts who I think are currently, if I'm right, seven points curious. I think they drew yesterday with Rangers and we obviously beat Partick. So seven points behind them now, which isn't mm-hmm. good viewing. It's no good viewing, but I think we'll catch them. Um, and then we've got East Fife in the Cup next week. So I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping out of the next two games we can score at least 20 goals. Because Glasgow, yeah. and we beat them 6-0 away uh, in East Fife. If we didn't put at least double figures past them, I'll be very, very surprised. So I'm hoping I'm hoping for at least 20 goals in the next two games. Then we've got Rangers away midweek after that. Or Rangers away midweek next week and then it's East Fife. So, you know, out of the next two games at home, I'm hoping for a, two big wins Um and Rangers is always a hard team, mate. They're a good team. They won the, league, very good team, right? won, the last, won the league last year unbeaten. Still haven't lost this season. Other than Champions League. So it's going to be hard. But, I, you know, I think the two signings were brought in, Katie Lockwood and Brooke Nunn. Katie's played more because she's fit. Um, and Brooke's still trying to get up to fitness. And Katie's already provided two goals. So I'm happy, mate. I think um, the squad's looking good. We've got Rachel Boyle to come back. I think that'll yeah. be soon because he did say that she, they're ready for her to come back. They've got a game in mind. So, listen, I'm, it's all positive at Hibs Women. I think um, I'm really enjoying getting to go to the games, following the team. And I think, you know, I would say more that more people should come. You know, it's it's a good, as you've said many a time on the podcast, it's good value for money. You're seeing good football and you're more, more often than not, you're seeing a Hibs team win at the weekend, which for the men, it's few and far between just now. But for the women, it's yeah. virtually every week. So I would I would encourage more people to come. It's a great atmosphere in the same middle bank. And aye, come along and watch. It's a nice friendly environment as well. And it's more like a sort of fam- more of a sort of family, family atmosphere to it, which is nice. But just to add on to this season in terms of talking about us being in a transition, I see that the Hibs women they're still looking for uh, an assistant manager. So they're still they're still on the hunt for an, uh, an assistant manager to help sort of dean. Um, which I think if we had that in place, I think that would, you know, obviously spur us on to the next level and yeah. take a bit of pressure on him because, you know, he was saying how how hard he works when he's obviously um, 
for the job. So the more people in there and appointing people in the right positions, I think will will, will obviously add much of a benefit to the squad yeah. and perhaps help them propel to towards the a presence of the league. Aye, well, I think that's a it's probably a good place to finish, mate. I would say. Aye, absolutely. I'm been to get my dinner anyway, so it'll be class. <laughs> Aye, well, uh, we'll be back next week. Well, uh, hopefully, I've Aiden on next week. Potentially another guest joining us this week next week to talk about do we transfer window wrap up as a whole, look at the Ross County game and the Samaritan game. But until next time. Hi, this is Javon Hunter. Hi, this is Chris Gaunt. Hi, this is Cliff Pike from Hibs TV. Hi, this is Tom McManus. And you're listening. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Listening to the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. To Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Go on, the lads. What a moment this is. It's Liam Henderson to deliver. Strong opinion. I love the strong opinion.